welcome to the talk show for talkers on irishtalkers.com. Welcome, Toastmasters, would-be Toastmasters, listeners and friends, to the third episode of this week's talk show for talkers. And the person who will be doing the talking, well, I hope I'll be doing some talking too, but the main person in this conversation is Mr. Paul O'Mani. Take it away, Paul. Let's talk about succession, listeners. Are you watching it? It's, I think, in season four now. And when it began, season one, I think it was about half a million people watched the very first episode. Such an important topic, succession. And today I want to talk to you about succession planning. Now, when you're planning a TV show, actually, hold on. I think I'm, I've got the wrong script. Let me talk to you about when you're planning succession in a Toastmasters club. We come back to TV later. So Toastmasters club, succession planning and continuity planning. That's what I want to encourage you to think about today. First of all, let's consider continuity. How important is continuity in Toastmasters? In your own club, is it important to have some continuity of members? You know, not turn over all the members every year. Is it good to have experienced members in your club? Okay, rhetorical question. Secondly, what about on your club leadership team? Is it good to have some continuity on your club leadership team? Yes, of course it is, except in the few occasions when it's best to completely wipe the slate clean and start because the previous club committee were, let us say, a little disappointing. However, let's say that about your club wants some continuity. It doesn't want the whole committee to not run again. However, do you want them all to be on your club committee the following year? Would your club be much better if there was never any new blood coming into the club or going on to the club leadership? Would your club be more likely to become presidents distinguished if it never got any new members? If it never got any new leaders? No, of course not. Why on earth do you need to have succession planning? It is because continuity sucks if that's the only thing that you do. So, meaning as a consequence of me saying what I said before, any organization needs to plan ahead if it's going to succeed. It needs three things. It needs new ideas, it needs energy, and it needs creativity. The committee in the club needs to be refreshed every year. So some new people need to come in. Some people need to change roles within the club, club, don't they? You don't want everyone to be doing the same job as they were doing last year. One or two, perhaps. But you don't want them all stuck in the same place. In fact, you're not even allowed to have the same president every you know, two years in a row. There are the rules, by the way, in case you don't know the rules. Let's go back then to the question of succession planning. Who's going to be new into your club leadership team next year? Who thinks about this in the club? Well, we all know the only people who think ahead about who will be our club leaders next year is the club president and the sergeant at arms. None of the others ever think about it, do they? 
know, again, I'm, I'm, uh, it's a form of humour. Ideally, your club committee will have already been thinking about where are we going to get new blood into the leadership of the club? How do you get them? Well, one way of trying to get new people to stand for election in the club is to make an announcement that there will be club elections coming up in the month of April or May or June, and anyone who'd like to stand for election is very welcome. And that announcement is made at a club meeting and the club has done its duty, hasn't it? Isn't that quite enough? Of course it isn't. Of course it isn't. I listened to Morag Matheson, who next year will be our international president-elect. And she was talking in District 71 recently at a session about leadership for next year. And the way she framed her contribution was to tell her own story about how she became a leader. And, you know, by the time she'd finished, she'd been encouraged by other people who'd seen something in her several times. So many times that when I asked her or when she was asked in the by the chat monitor, you know, how long would it have taken you to uh, reach your current position if nobody had had asked you to step up to the next level? She said, probably quite a lot longer. Do you wait until somebody puts themselves forward or do you approach them and say, hey, Ted, I think that new member, Moira O'Brien, who joined last month, I think, you know what, I think she's got leadership potential and she seems very interested in in Toastmasters. Let's keep an eye on her, shall we, Ted? Oh, no, Paul. No, 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 no. No favoritism. No, no, not at all. She hasn't been in Toastmasters long enough. Give her five years and then we'll see if she stays here long enough to be sergeant at arms. They don't have much to do anyway. So we'll make her sergeant at arms in five years time, Paul. Okay, I ask you. Is this the life of Brian? No. Again, the point is that the earlier you are interested in who's going to lead your club. I've said enough about club leadership. Let's just talk about becoming the area director. Whose job is it to think about who will be the area director next year? Well, I'll tell you, it's this year's area director. Whose job is it to think about who might be assistant area directors next year? Tell you who it is. It's the area director. Whose job is it to think about who will be division director next year? It's the this year's division director. Whose job is it to think about who could be assistant division directors next year? It's this year's division director. I remember a wonderful region advisor called Jap Roger Felt. I've m- mangled his surname, but he's from the Netherlands and he ran a training session a couple of years ago, and he asked the question, said, what's the number one responsibility of leaders? And of course, everybody thought about the topic, but he he submitted for our consideration the view that it's the number one responsibility of leaders is to bring on the next generation of leaders. The next generation of leaders in Toastmasters is next year's committee, isn't it? That's the way we think about it. So bringing people on succession. Well, if you wait until somebody puts their name forward to be on your club committee, you're going to miss a lot of good people. You should draw up a list. This is my tip, my advice. First of all, appoint a committee leader of who's going to uh, conduct the election next year. And that committee considers 
all the people in the club without waiting for them to apply and draws up a short list of people who they think would be very good to be on the club committee next year. And then they approach those people and they say, we think you'd be a suitable person. We have been talking about you. We've noticed your commitment. We've noticed your skills. We know outside Toastmasters, actually, you have quite a responsible job. And being on our committee might help you. You know, you're in a employment situation. You've never yet been in a, a committee member in a voluntary organization. It's a different set of skills. How would you like to do that? Enough said. Ted, you've become a brand leader in Toastmasters in the, I don't know, 45 years you've been a member. <laughs> during, during that time, did anyone come to you and say, Ted, I see something in you. I think you, you're the person to give us some leadership next year. Did anybody actually do that to you? Oh, yes, Paul, definitely. That's exactly the way it was done. Maybe not as eloquently as the way you just put it, but we people will always see things in people that the people themselves can't see in themselves. Ted, at the risk, since it's a very good thing the person's done, who was the person who tapped you on the shoulder and said, in whatever way they did say, we think you're the leader for us? Well, it, it was it was one of the outgoing presidents back in 2008 when I joined. I think six months into my career as a Toastmaster, succession planning came up and she approached me and she said, would you like to come on the committee as the one you mentioned, Paul, Sergeant at Arms? And I did. You see, and I was in that role for three years, believe it or not. Listeners, what a great case study. In your own club, there are people who are waiting for to be approached in the way Ted was approached and the way Morag Matheson was approached. And you know what? We're now in January. Okay, you should have approached them back in November. Don't worry. Don't beat yourself up. Before the end of January, we're talking to people. Succession planning in Toastmasters. Meanwhile, Succession Series 4, it's on at the moment. Well done, Paul. You got in a lovely plug for that TV show. Well done. And well done on your your soliloquy there, actually, on, on, on Succession planning. I was relishing to get in but you were in a smooth floor so i said i'd let it go thank you very much for your thoughts and that wonderful advice wonderful advice come back tomorrow toastmasters and would be toastmasters where you'll get the concluding part of our conversation with daniel rex see you then the talk show for talkers is published every week in sections at 4 p.m. every Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Go to our website, irishtalkers.com, for more information.